Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Succeed, How We Can Reach Our Goals. When speaking of setting a goal, most of us feel highly excited to set goals that are seemingly attainable for the new year, such as losing weight or quitting smoking. We tend to be very ambitious when writing down our plans, looking forward to achieving breakthroughs in the new year. However, in reality, we just end up giving up on them and put it behind us much before the end of the year. A study published in the Journal of Clinical Psychology showed that about 50% of people make New Year plans, but 88% of them failed in the end. A survey by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention showed that, 7 out of every 10 smokers in the U.S. express that they want to quit smoking. However, in reality, less than 15% really managed to do it. Barack Obama is one of them. When he served as the Senator of Illinois, he resolved to quit smoking, and Michelle Obama gave him an ironclad demand that he should not succumb even during the stresses of the campaign. But the New York Times reported at the end of 2008 that, his good-humored waffling in various interviews about smoking made it plain that Mr. Obama like many who have vowed to quit at this time of year had not truly done so. Why do we always fail to reach our goals despite so many of the plans we make? Why is it so hard to implement them despite our strong will and motivation? What actually determines our success and failure? If we want to reach our goals successfully, what should we do exactly? Succeed, how we can reach our goals will help us answer these questions. The author of this book Heidi Grant Halverson received her PhD degree in social psychology from Columbia University. Currently, she serves as the Deputy Director of the Motivation Science Center at Columbia University. She has published numerous research findings in premier academic journals and important platforms such as BBC and Harvard Business Review, focusing for years on human behavioral motivations and brain science. In Succeed, How We Can Reach Our Goals, she concluded her unique insights based on many years of research. In this bookie, we will explain the major points of this book in the following three parts. Part 1. Principles of Setting a Goal Part 2, Types and Selection of Goals. Part 3, Ways to Achieve Goals. To achieve our goals and be successful, we should first know about the important principles behind setting a goal. First of all, the goal should be specific and difficult. Think about what kind of goals we usually set for ourselves. Many people like to set such goals as I want to lose weight, do my best, or earn lots of money. This kind of goal setting seems unproblematic as it's in line with our expectations and needs. However, many people fail to realize that these goals are the least reachable, or are simply unattainable. They are too simple, vague, and have neither boundaries nor standards. Thus, they cannot be defined and easily drive people to give in to exhaustion and frustration. In comparison, Setting specific goals lets us know exactly what we want to achieve and have clear boundaries of how to achieve them. In this way, we either succeed in reaching them or fail. There's nothing in between. For example, when you aim to lose weight, losing 10 pounds in 100 days would be a better saying than simply stating losing weight. When you try to achieve excellent business performance, 
personal sales reaching 2 million in 3 months would be better than stating displaying my best performance. Besides being specific, the goal should also be challenging to some extent. Maybe you will ask, isn't it too dangerous to set difficult goals? Am I not simply inviting failure and disappointment? The book states that this is absolutely not true. According to Halverson, of course, we shouldn't set goals that are unrealistic or unattainable. Difficult but possible is the key. Difficult goals can stimulate us to increase our effort and be more focused. Organizational psychologists Edwin Locke and Gary Latham conducted a study in the early 1970s. They found that as there was no specific standard for carrying loads for log haulers, the average carrying load ended up being 60% of the legal weight limit, which was a waste of both time and company resources. Therefore, Locke and Latham set the goal of carrying loads that were 94% of the legal limit. Nine months later, the average carrying loads of the haulers reached approximately 90%, saving the company a vast amount of money equivalent to several million dollars today. Following the principle of setting specific and difficult goals, we also need to consider value and feasibility. The author tells us that there are a set of thinking methods, what mindset and why mindset. What mindset refers to a way of thinking by which we understand behaviors through the nitty-gritty. In this way, we place more weight on feasibility information. For instance, the interpretation of our weekly exercise under what mindsets would be to lose 10 pounds. In comparison, why mindset refers to an abstract way of thinking. When you are working on something, your why mindset leads you to proactively endow your goals with meaning and to pay more attention to the desirability information, namely the value of a specific thing. If you exercise regularly, the interpretation under the why mindset would be to get slimmer. When it comes to long-term goals, we tend to use our why mindset and barely think about how we can reach the goals. For example, if we want to go overseas to study, we might think about the gains and changes this decision will bring to us in the future, but hardly consider what we should do now in order to get such an opportunity or how we can afford the costs. In contrast, we are used to using our what mindset when dealing with short-term goals and pay too much attention to the steps of implementation, while ignoring the value and meaning of the goals. Halverson once had such a similar experience. Since she was afraid that she could not fully prepare herself within a few weeks, she gave up a chance to travel to India for free. Afterward, she felt regretful and even later went to India through her own expense. Since we might miss a lot of valuable chances as we get entangled in the details, the author suggested that we should weigh the value and feasibility of our goals and think comprehensively before making a decision. Lastly, we also need to think positive. We should believe that the goal can be reached and meanwhile reflect on the obstacles. When we set the goals, we should have enough belief, treating our goals with an optimistic attitude and believing that we will in fact be able to succeed. Psychologist Gabrielle Ottingen carried out a study and invited obese women to join a weight reduction program. The results showed that women who had high expectations of the program lost an average of 26 pounds more than those who believed they would fail. But Ottingen also inquired about their preconceptions about the weight loss process, namely how they imagined they could succeed. She found that women who imagined they could easily lose weight lost an average of 24 pounds, 
less than those who imagine they would go through a hard time. Two different beliefs affect us in entirely different ways. One is believing you will succeed. The other is believing you will easily succeed. The former means to have a certain level of expectation that can bring about great motivation. In contrast, people who believe they will easily succeed are prone to be trapped in daydreaming and lack an objective prediction of the process of reaching their future goals. As a result, they are not adequately prepared to take on challenges. When difficulties befall them, they will feel very frustrated as their dreams are broken. Therefore, when we are setting a goal, the best strategy is to hold a positive and optimistic attitude toward our goal, and meanwhile think about the implementation in a detailed and practical way. Ottingen called this strategy mental contrasting. It means that we first imagine attaining the goal and then reflect on the obstacles standing in the way, so that we can fully feel the necessity to act. The book also introduced the steps for mental contrasting at length. First, we could write down a goal that we are currently most eager to achieve, such as losing 10 pounds or running a marathon. Then, we should imagine a happy ending when we reach it and write down one positive aspect of this happy ending, such as lying on the beach without checking emails. Next, one should think about the obstacles that stand in the way between you and the happy ending. For example, the temptation of cake is an obstacle to losing weight. After, you should list a positive aspect followed by another subsequent obstacle, then so on and so forth. Through constant self-reflection, it becomes clear whether the happy ending or the current temptation is more attractive to us. When you realize that the goal is not quite the right one for you or the cost is too high, it might be time to consider giving up. Otherwise, you should just keep going. That's all for part one. We have learned the important principles of setting a goal. First, the goal should be specific and difficult. We must weigh its value and feasibility, believing that we can achieve it while reflecting on the obstacles in the way. What's more, we can carry it out through mental contrasting to calculate whether there is a necessity to act. Next, let's see how to choose the goal appropriate for our actual situation. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.